Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. James Cook with his second touchdown of the game. It is a blowout here in Orchard Park as the Cook has found the kitchen for the second time tonight. I'm happy we got the win. You know, go Bills. I thought the effort was outstanding, starting with the offensive line, talking about the running game, the running backs. It's physical. It was a physical game because we chose to run. It's just to continue imposing your will. Nothing the defense can do to stop it. You know, I felt like the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. But again, like I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times. I mean, a stress-free win over a really good football team. Mike Danger and the Bills look like Super Bowl champions. Gene Battaglia. Would the Buffalo Bills suddenly be the most dangerous team in the AFC playoffs if they made it? Yes. The answer is yes. This team is a problem now. The contenders are the Bills. The Bills are dangerous. I woke up feeling dangerous. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. You know, I remember early in the NFL season sharing a take for Dallas. Because yeah. the way the season started, if you're a Cowboy fan, you were feeling pretty good about yourself. And I remember thinking, mm, guys, you're Cowboy fans. You kind of you know the routine. You know how this, how this plays out. The letdown is coming. Now, I wouldn't have predicted that the letdown would have happened early in the season in Arizona where they were beaten by the Cardinals for their first loss of the year. I think a lot of us could have seen the beatdown that they took to the Niners because the Niners are one of the, if not the best team in the league right now. But I don't know that a lot of people thought that the Cowboys would wilt the way they did coming in to Buffalo and shame on us, Gino. We should have, the signs were there. I mean, when we heard from Jerry Jones early last week, Oh, we looked out. We're not getting a blizzard. You guys are scared. Soft. You're, you're soft. You're afraid to come to Western New York. You're afraid of the elements of the weather because you play in a palace. You're soft. I'm that, hearing that, it from, from Dallas meme. And wow, the rain has started. It's rain. Who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, they're a 500 team on the road. Danger. That and, and you know, going over to their press conferences and listening to the line of questioning over on that side. Again, we're we're gonna get to all the Bill stuff, but why is this team so different than it is at home and on the road? Well, you got to be mentally tough when you go on the road. And uh, to me, that uh, 
Boy, they made all the mistakes in the world. The Bills took advantage. Yeah, fantastic win. A, a victory Monday here in the sports bar, so we'll have plenty of time for your calls and your reaction on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line at 866-4FAN, 585-866-4326. We want to hear all of it. All of your thoughts from yesterday's big win and what's ahead here in the final three weeks of the regular season coming up in the 4 o'clock hour will be joined by Nate Geary from the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Who was out there yesterday, and I'm sure he was taking it all in, and we'll look a little ahead here. Short week, not just because it's a holiday week, because the game's on Saturday night. Uh, the Chargers, Bills opening as an 11.5-point favorite for this game in Los Angeles. Got a... Got a feeling it's going to climb. That's just my read on this. Bills Chargers, we'll talk to Nate Geary about what we saw yesterday. That's in the 4 o'clock hour. 13 Web Sports Director and BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana will stop by here in about 20 minutes or so. He said something interesting on X last night. That Well, he wasn't on X. He was on Elon's Twitter, gotcha. now known as yeah, X. X yeah. Uh, he wasn't high when he sent this tweet. That, that, that this was the Sean McDermott game like this is the game that Sean McDermott probably wishes every game looked like a physical grounded out let your your big guys do a lot of dirty work uh, I, I wanted him to elaborate a little bit more on that and whether or not that's more of what we see let's face it Josh Allen didn't really have to do much Yesterday, it was the James Cook show. He had the best day. You could argue James Cook had the most efficient and best day of any running back in the NFL this season. I would make the argument that um, this was the best offensive line performance since we've been doing this show. We don't talk enough. And a game like this really makes you realize like just how important it is to have a healthy offensive line, to have that continuity. We don't talk about a rookie at guard in Osiris Torrance who fits right in. We don't talk about it, which is a good thing. We would be talking about it if he was screwing things up. And there have been a handful of calls that you wish you could get back, but Spencer Brown has rounded out to form. He looks like a, a different player, a mean streak on Spencer Brown and Deion Dawkins. I mean, those guys have families. You're blocking guys literally 20 yards downfield. They can't stop it. That's the kind of physical play that you know, you know Sean McDermott wants more out of. What, what was different yesterday, though, and this was a play I thought that set the tone right away. Like, I don't know when the NFL changed, when a pile kind of moved. Usually that was blown dead. Now they'll let the play go. But to push the whole pile ahead, the scrum, what, 10 yards, yeah. and that gets the whole crowd into it. Yeah, the scrum. It's, it's just Dallas was emasculated in that game. Yeah, the scrum was, and you had a couple of them during the course of the game. And when you see that happen, you just know, oh boy. Everybody got it. By the way, I mean, everybody that was at the game did their part as well. I mean, it was, it sounded loud on the TV. I wasn't there, but you know how you could tell it sounds loud. I didn't hear Dak Prescott with his here you go, or here we go. I didn't hear it was a lot of silent count, maybe a little bit at the beginning of the second half. You heard some of his cadence, but it, it wasn't a factor where I know it has been a factor for that offense throughout the course of the season. I think Jeremy White had it uh, correct in the pregame show yesterday when talking about, well, wait a second, weren't there a lot of Dallas fans there? Sure. 
Sure. And Bills fans see that like, okay, you know what? This is our house. I'm going to yell even louder here. So, yes, the Bills are physical, and Dallas was dumb. They were dumb. Late hit on Josh Allen. Zach Martin, okay, maybe rap flops a little bit. Well, that negates a 15-yard penalty. And then learn how to block a punt, please. Another big play. That first half might have been the most violent first half of football I've seen in the NFL this season. And I loved it. You, you had some some illegal contact. You had some helmet-to-helmet stuff. So, but the little things, the little physical elements of that game kind of set the tone. I mean, it it really felt like Dallas physically wasn't able to match what Buffalo threw at them. When we said that? That has been a storyline over the years, whether it was the Colts game or whoever. Like, ah, Buffalo, that's a team you can punch in the mouth. Jacksonville has done it to the Bills multiple times. Wow. Wow. The narrative changed here yesterday. So not only was it a win, but the stop points and the the Sean McDermott style. Sure, that's part of it. And I want to ask Mike, too, because there is an art to play calling. Do you think that was the plan going in? Or was it... This is working so well. We're why just going away from why it? go away from why it? Why go away from the counter yeah. was working and working and working counter left. You could counter right. It didn't matter. It was just working. And they didn't have an answer for it. And like I said, Josh Allen didn't have to do a lot, but when you asked him to do what he needed to do, he didn't throw a pick, did he? No. No, no first time in nine games, ten games, nine games. Ten, ten games ten or games. nine yeah, nine, nine games? Nine games. Right. Well, regardless, nice to see a mistake-free effort from, from Josh Allen. Diggs had an amazing one-headed catch. I don't care what you want to say about the drop. I mean, when you see a, a player make that kind of catch, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that. And, and yeah. you know, kind of took it to Stephon Gilmore. Like, it was really no match for Stephon Gilmore when he was getting as open as he was getting open when you were throwing the ball. Well, and and there was another play, too, where in real time you didn't see it, but then, oh, wait a second, that ball came out. Diggs fumbled. Yeah. Like McCarthy, like, well, should I challenge it? I don't know. Good to see McCarthy. Grand- nope, let's get the play off here quickly. But again, another bit of evidence for anybody that wants to complain about officiating. It happens in every game. There are blown calls. If you're a Cowboy fan and you're complaining about that today, I would listen to it. You have a a gripe, but you can't blame that on why you lost the game. If you're a Jacksonville fan today and you watched that game last night, there was a a touchdown late that was that was ruled incomplete and it looked like a touchdown, but they the the play with withheld and, and they they deemed it incomplete because they didn't have um they didn't have the proper it wasn't clear and uh what do they say clear and obvious that it was a touchdown catch it was a touchdown catch you, you could complain about that if you want but when you look at the outcome of the game in that jacksonville game or in the, the bills cowboys game it wasn't that one play that cost you the game sure you would have loved to have had a turnover there and maybe that maybe that sw- swings momentum your way that was just a beatdown, an absolute beatdown by the Buffalo Bills. C.D. Lamb, invisible, invisible. Seven catches, uh, just 53 yards. Micah Parsons, no tackles, two assisted tackles. He was wiped clean off off the field. And we mentioned the, the play calling. Joe Brady did a great job and um, stuck with the game plan. That offense was in total control, long, sustained drives. You owned time of possession. Just, uh, you know, and defensively, if you were concerned going in, no Micah Hyde, no A.J. Epineza. Taron Johnson was fantastic. 
seven total tackles. He had a pass breakup. Leonard Floyd, sacks, Greg Rousseau, sacks. I mean, like just overall defensively, a great effort. Just a great team win for the Buffalo Bills. Well, let's kind of put the two together, right? That was Buffalo doing this to a team entering the week danger. We're saying Super Bowl. We're saying, wow, I don't know where the weakness is on this Dallas team. Wow, good win for Buffalo. Not not a good win. A great win for Buffalo. Let's compare that to the resume on the Miami Dolphins, who, yeah, they shut out the Jets. Like if Miami, okay, Miami, you're next up. Can you do that? I'd like to see. Yeah, um, that'll be uh, one of the games, obviously, we're paying attention oh, to this weekend. Merry Christmas, Danger. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, isn't that great? Like, now you go from all doubt. Oh, come on. Yeah, how about them Cowboys? Mm-hmm. Beat those Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yep, you become the biggest Cowboy fan on the planet here for the next uh, next seven days or so. Um, well, a lot to get to this week. It's an abbreviated week oh, here as we oh, get oh. to the holidays. Oh, we forgot wait, about wait, wait. one. One guest. Yep. Okay. It is our tradition in the sports bar, and I used my executive privilege here amongst, uh, you know, Danger not happy with me, but... Well, he's been banned. He's not banned. He's lovable. He is. He's so happy, and we invited him back in. The one and only Master Stroke will be joining us in the 5 o'clock hour today for his fireside chat as we look back, look ahead to what promises to be a great 2024. I think this is a horrible idea. If something goes wrong, we're going to get blamed for it. Nope, not at all. The Boston Red Sox, no such thing as a jinx. The Chicago Cubs, what a what Billy Goat thing. Masterstroke, there is no masterstroke jinx. We, it's the holiday season, Danger. We turn into softies here in the sports bar. I want to talk to my friend. Who wouldn't want to hear from Masterstroke today? Everybody. <laughs> but we'll do it anyways against our better judgment. So that'll be uh, closing time. Before we close up shop here, we'll get him on for last call in the sports bar. We've got a round of shots coming up during happy hour as well. Uh, I've got, uh, oh, I, I, I've worked on this. I, I thought, you know, after we did the year-end 2023 Francesas, I could come up with a weekend list of Francesas. Now, if you're new to the show and you don't know what we're talking about, what are what are the Francesas? Mike Francesa, the, you'd argue the godfather of sports talk radio. Yeah, Mike and the Mant Dog, New York City. They really kind of invented the format. Now, Mike Francesa, back in 2018, we, we've got this piece of audio, and, and from this audio, we've kind of created our own sports bar glossary, where if we call something a Francesa, it simply means, you know, who cares? Oh, right? who cares? Right now, the famous... Toastery Bowl is happening between Old Dominion and Western Kentucky. Oh, who cares? It's a giant Francesa. No, but okay. It's sunny out wherever this is. It's 21 nothing Old Dominion. Yeah, it's, it's a giant. Sm- yeah. where, did, where did we get, oh, who cares from? From this brilliant bit of audio from Mike Francesa when he was still on WFAN in New York City. Eddie in Hoboken. What's up, Eddie? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Hey, Mike, Stan Lee died today. Did you ever meet the guy? What do you think of him? Stan Lee. Yeah, Stan Lee. I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is, no. Jesus. Who is he? Who is he? Who is Stan Lee? He was one of the creators of Marvel Comics. Oh, who cares? I'm sorry, I'm not a comic book guy. Is that that who he is, Stan Lee? He created Spider-Man. That was his big He created Spider-Man? Sorry. I never was a comic book reader as a kid. I apologize. 
Never. Do you think he's sincere in his apology there? Oh, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I realized maybe I, I got to walk that back. <laughs> the, the underrated part of that is Eddie and Hoboken. Gee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie like, and Hoboken's a good caller. Yeah. Uh, but from that came this. <laughs> oh, who cares? Mike Francesca, Mike Francesca blissfully ignorant on the death of Stan Lee. <laughs> if somebody dies, never say who cares. Oh, who cares? No. It's just completely dismissive of... You know, a guy who a lot of people would consider a legend. So I, 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 you know, consumed a lot of sports, a lot of media, a lot of everything this weekend. And from that, I have a list of weekend Francesas, things that when I talk about them. Oh, who cares? You, know, you, you might care. But, you know, for me, when I talk about them, okay, mm-hmm. it's a giant Francesa. Oh, who cares? We gave out our year end Francesas last week. We'll do some weekend Francesas here coming up a little after 4 o'clock. Yeah, so if you want to call, I would suggest doing it now. 585-866-4FAN 866-4326 Tim in San Diego leading us off. Hey, hey Tim. Tim. Hey, guys. Um, I was stunned by this Bills game yesterday, to be honest with you. I, I was I was admiring Josh Allen having the patience of not wanting to unleash the sex cannon 30 times because, you know, deep down, he really wanted to rear back and fire. But, uh, you know, again, the game plan was amazing. I, I, I was talking to people yesterday at the local watering hole I was watching the game at, and I, I asked them, is, is the Cowboys' run defense really this bad? And everybody to a person said no, and that's why I was even more stunned about, you know, how the Bills were just able to run over them. I mean, it was just absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, what Mike Catalana said earlier about this is McDermott's dream game, I, I said the exact same thing to my friends yesterday. This is like what Sean McDermott wants every game. He just wants it to be in the trenches, ugly, just running you over and not, you know, airing it out 60 yards and having these glamorous touchdowns. So, yeah, a, a rare agreement I have with an Eagles fan, but in this, in this mm. case, I agree with Catalana on that. Very good. Uh, Tim, uh, no excuses here. You're, you're one of the few members of Bill's Mafia who can actually be impactful come come Saturday night. We want you there at uh, SoFi Stadium. Well, what are tickets down to? They're like face, 44. 44 40 for face, Tim. I mean, I'm you sure can afford down, that. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, oh, I know I can, but it's, it's the logistics of everything. That's a long night. You know? So, you know, you got to get going here probably about 11 a.m., get up there. And it's Christmas traffic in L.A., you know, so you got to uh, take that into consideration. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just hearing a lot of excuses. Yeah, like it's it's eight thirty our time. That's five o'clock your time. I understand that. I understand that. It's it's still a TBD. It's a TBD right now. Now, maybe this because I remember in years past you have played Tory on Christmas Eve. Is that still in the works? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I've got my tea time all set, 824 a.m. on the North Coast. Uh, oh. Jealous. Jealous, man. We'll enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And uh, Merry thanks for Christmas. checking in, as always. But appreciate you. Right. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, Tim Christmas. in San Diego with his weekly check-in after a Bills game and, and a victory Monday. Always tastes a little bit sweeter when Tim in San Diego checks in with uh, nothing but glowing things to say about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you know you could play Tory Pines, too. That's the beautiful thing. World class, and it's public golf course. So he does that on either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because everybody's got family commitments. Nobody else is there. He's a single guy. I'm just going to go play. Yeah. Uh, Not a bad idea. A lot of people have been enjoying some December golf. For as as much as was made of the weather yesterday going into the game, I mean, you know it rained, but still you're talking about, and they were talking about this on the broadcast, like it's 45 degrees in western New York in December. Who can beat it? It's almost 50 degrees. Like, 
I saw people going for a run this weekend. Like there's, there's, it could be a lot worse than, than what we've had so far. Yeah. We, we wanted uh we caught a break there. It's not going to be a blizzard up in Buffalo. <laughs> so, you know, it's still going to be bad weather. Oh, hey, really quickly, by the way, and Catalan is going to join us here in a little bit. This is relevant to him in, in a way too. Uh, did you see who won the big survivor pool that a lot of us are in? Because he's somebody that we've discussed in the I sports know. bar in the past, and and we're talking about the weather. Did did I did I see that right? Did Count Hetzko actually no, 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 win no. the survivor not, pool? Not Count Hetzko, Scott Hetzko. Oh. I, I fully like you and I are going to get called into the principal's office at some point for like no 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 like I don't know how the whole Count Hesco thing started. We were and talking we're kinda, about uh, fear and, and Scott is it? Scott's a great dude. We love Scott. We we you know he's a Vikings fan and uh, he's a sports guy and obviously he knows his stuff when it comes to Survivor because he, he he won, won the whole won. damn thing. Good he for won. him. Like that's a nice little uh, nice little pot to take home right around the holidays. So but but the Count Hetzko thing just came from i think we one day we're talking about how many inches of snow we're gonna get two three four inches of snow ah 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 it 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 all started because that is tv ratings gold the weather that's why they lead with the weather and what would get you to watch the weather oh my gosh i'm scared and we just were poking fun at fear cells and certain meteorologists maybe just have a a better do a better job of evoking that emotion we're going to have snow tonight. <gasps> oh, wow. Well, hey, wait, snow how, how many tomorrow. inches? How many inches? How many inches are we going to get? Two? Three? One? <laughs> Two? Maybe three? Uh, uh, uh. All right. Well, congratulations to Scotty on winning that uh, survivor pool. Um, let's get my kettle on in here from 13 Wham Sports and uh, Buffalo Plus next. Yeah, I want to ask him to. His buddy Fates, who was always like, "Why run? Why run?" Well, what do you <laughs> this, have to say? What do you have to say? Is this, uh, you know, let's just get them uh, changes take there? I, I really don't think that what you saw yesterday is sustainable. Like, you're not going to see James Cook have that kind of game every single week. But if you can turn it on when you need to turn it on, like that. Especially down the stretch. Well, it's going to open everything up for Josh here in the future. Like now, you have to think. Mm. <laughs> do I really? Yeah. Coordinators game, now know, like, what, what am I preparing for? Game here? planning is going to be a yeah. challenge moving forward if you're facing the Buffalo Bills here down the stretch. Mike Catalana joining us next. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. <laughs> On 95.7 oh, yeah. FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills open as an 11.5 point favorite against the L.A. Chargers on the road coming up Saturday. Bills running the ball 49 times in a win over the Cowboys. Right tackle Spencer Brown says something's working. Keep doing it. The momentum that you have. I mean, once you establish a couple runs and a couple more, and then it starts wearing on the defense, wearing on the defense, I think that's what you saw. We just kind of wore them down a little bit. Sean McDermott will talk at 4 o'clock today. Practice resuming tomorrow on the short week. 13 Wham's Mike Catalana, also from Buffalo Plus, will be joining us next year in the sports bar. Week 15 concludes tonight. Philadelphia is in Seattle. Rochester Americans are back home Wednesday against Cleveland. The Sabres next in action coming up tomorrow night as they'll be home against Columbus. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. I thought the effort was outstanding, starting with the offensive line, as you guys were talking about the running game, the running backs. When you run the football, though, it's not just the offensive line and, and the running backs. It's the tight ends, it's the wide receivers, and it takes an unselfish approach, right, especially for a wide receiver to, to not get as many balls in a game like this. And then when the, when the ball does come your way, the opportunities you get, you got to make the most of them, and I thought they did that. Bills head coach, post-game, a victory for the Buffalo Bills over the Dallas Cowboys. We welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana. Mike, you put it out last yes, night yeah. that this was the game that Sean McDermott dreams of. Elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, I think we all know, most head coaches talk about wanting to be physical, wanting to be able to run the ball. The Bills actually able to do that yesterday against the Cowboys. Yeah, fellas, listen, I I think he's been characterized as this, you know, 1960s meathead coach by some people who are like, he just wants to run the ball and play defense. No, I've agreed with him on this. Even back when Dayball was coaching, like, They were lethal with the offense. They could move up and down the field. But sometimes you miss out on having that ability to just, to use the phrase they use, impose your will on the other team. And it's fun for them. Like, they love it. You can't live like that all the time in 2023, right? You can't. It's a rare game what they had yesterday. But McDermott wants them to be able to you know, running the ball is where you do that. And then you keep the ball away from their defense. And then you make them one-dimensional. Then you attack or, or from their offense. Then you attack with your defense. I mean, that was the quintessential McDermott way. But he's not stupid. He knows he has Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's going to need to have some huge games for them down the stretch and into the playoffs. But that was so McDermott. When I asked him that question yesterday, I could see a little smile in the corner of his mouth when he started to answer it because – that's Sean McDermott so much. 
So, Mike, was it just a case of, well, I'm wondering what the plan was going in, or was it they got into it and like, you know, this is working. Why would we want to veer away from this? I think it's a little bit of both. I think they did want to run the ball. I think they had a really good plan. You saw that used Reggie Gilliam sometimes as like that other, you know, player in the backfield. And they did it with Ty Johnson, too, used him to create some, some mismatches, even blocking a little bit there. They had the plan in there. We talked about it on our podcast, and then they did it where, you know, you, you don't block Micah Parsons on purpose and sort of put him in a spot where he has to make decisions and you're going the other way. Like, very creatively they did it. But let's be honest, guys, if it wasn't working or Dallas was doing anything on offense, you, you probably would have had to throw the ball. They never did. And, and I'm not saying Dallas quit. Look, I think there's been a bit of an overreaction to Dallas today. That's typical of the world we live in. They're a really good team that got smoked yesterday. Um, and they're not great on the road, but they're not as bad as they played yesterday. I mean, that was, it was comically bad for them. So, but I, I think Dallas, I'm not going to say quit, but they were done. They were done in that second half and the bills just kept running it right down their throat. Plenty of people today, uh, throwing dirt on the grave of Ken Dorsey based on the job that Joe Brady has done. And I think Joe Brady deserves a lot of credit. I also think it's the NFL and, and teams will figure you out at some point, but talk a little bit about just the differences you see in a Joe Brady offense versus what we saw earlier. The, the most refreshing thing might be just the usage of James Cook, something that we all thought I think he should have been doing. He could have been using as, as early as last season. Yeah. Uh, it's a combination of things. They do do move more movement and look, you don't just do it for movement's sake, but you know, you get digs on the move. You get uh, one of whether it's Kincaid moving in the pocket. Yes. Or in the backfield, maybe it's, Again, James Cook, you know, they move him from side to side. It, they, it just creates some doubt in the defense sometimes, and it identifies certain things. They weren't doing a lot of that with Dorsey. The other thing I will say is, look, it's a Sean McDermott influence on days like yesterday. Not just that he wants it, but that they can do that. Like, you can play that way. And I think with Dorsey, like, when it was going well, like, we all point back to that Miami game. That game was fun and easy. This one was not tough because the game ended up out of reach, but it was just a, a totally different type of football. And which one? We all know. Like, which one do you usually need in December and January? Not just for the weather, but because the games are tight and the teams are good and all. So I think Brady's been adaptable. I think he's been smart. I think that vibe he has has caught on with the whole team, not just Josh Allen. You know, and Josh was, you know, he was a bystander yesterday. You heard his line. He's like, I'm the kid in the school project that gets an A and I really didn't do anything. That's kind of what he was yesterday. That's fine. He's done a lot for this team. Let him let him take a day off and get a win by three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Mike, we haven't talked since, well, I mean, at least since before the Kansas City game, which leading yeah. into the Kansas City game, we had that, that article from Ty Dunn. What did you what did you make of all that? Is that actually kind of become a rallying point, do you think, for this for this team, the way their their coach uh, was written about? Yeah. And look, do I believe that that there was no truth to the article? No. I mean there are things. Sean is Sean, and like some he's gonna rub some people the wrong way. I thought, you know, I know I don't know Ty well. I mean he covered the team. I see him, I say hello, I don't know him well. I thought the article was over the top. I mean, three parts on Sean McDermott. Uh, and I thought it was pretty negative and more negative than I would have anticipated. I mean, Sean is a, 
very respected guy around the NFL. And not every player loves him. Not every player loves any of these guys, right? They're tough. Like, they want it the way they want it. And um, I just didn't think it was fair. But it also, I think Sean McDermott also is a guy with enough sense to maybe look at himself a little bit when this happens. Like, he knows what's true or partially true about that. And, and I do think he cares about his players. I think maybe, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't come out the way he would want. He's not warm and fuzzy. That's not Sean. But, boy, they know where they stand with him. And it was, it's been really interesting the last few weeks. And I think because Sean's been around for so long now, we're talking about seven years, that sometimes it takes something like that for people to go, wait a minute, you know, this guy's done this for me, that for me, for our team. And he's very consistent in the way he approaches things. So, yes, rallying, I think it has been. But I think Sean's sort of like the whole team, where the whole team, he, the article was about him, but the whole team was sort of beaten up and their, their window is closing and all the things that were said about them. And I think they sort of rallied together around the coach. And that's why I said when they won that Kansas City game, I don't care if it was a call. I don't care if it was lucky. Nobody cares. Because they went out the next week and destroyed the Cowboys. And guess what? In the end of it, it doesn't matter if you won by three touchdowns or by a touchdown. You just won. Go play the next week. So, I, yes, I think they've rallied around that. And winning games certainly makes it even more fun for them. Mike, what about that defense, Sean McDermott's defense? I mean, we, we've been critical of the play calling at times. It may be a little too aggressive at key moments of the game when you've got a lot on the line, but you got to raise a, a glass to the idea that they've been doing it through a lot of significant injuries. And I'm wondering if you've heard anything. We know Daquan Jones has been with the team. We see him on the sideline. I don't know about Matt Milano, but you know, could this team get healthier here down the stretch? Do you think we see some of these guys? And, and how do you think this defense rounds into form here as you get closer to the end of the regular season? Look, I've heard nothing specific about Milano. I mean, they basically said he's out and, he was with the team yesterday. I think Jenna said, uh, or Dan said he saw him on the field with his teammates. But that doesn't mean anything about playing. Now, again, getting the playoffs, you win, you never know, right? I guess you never know. I think there's a general feeling that Daquan Jones could be back, which would be huge for them because he's a very good player and he, he plays such an important role when he's on the field with them. But, you know, look at yesterday. Like, you know, A.J. Epinesa has made plays all year even in what is four snaps and he made a huge play the week before um, and you miss him and no Micah Hyde out there and the defense played lights out and look, Sean McDermott, there may have been issues. You know, you say, well, you got too aggressive, you know, and then guys don't make a play and it's, it just falls on the coach. Right. I mean, in that article, it was all about, you know, getting caught sometimes with aggressive plays uh, yesterday. It wasn't quite a game ending situation, but in the third quarter, Third and one, you figure the Cowboys maybe are going to run it. He brings pressure, sacks, Dak. They got to punt the ball. Bills then went on an eight-minute drive. Like, I think the guy can call some defense. You're going to make mistakes. Your guys aren't going to get there on the blitz sometimes. I think the guy has a knack for it. I do think it impacted him with all the injuries. But here we are late in the year. And if that defense, really, they played well in Kansas City, I thought they were and we were doing one of the stories today, just talking about how the offense got the headlines, but the defense was incredible. So, yeah, it's working for McDermott right now. Now he's just got to keep it going, you know, down the stretch and get ready for Miami.
Yeah, and uh, before we get to uh, Miami, uh, two games in between, I think most of us are saying win and win, Chargers, and then you've got uh, the Patriots. Mike, I would have liked this matchup a heck of a lot better if Brandon Staley was actually still coaching this team. Yeah. So sometimes like you get the interim coach and everybody uh, has to sit up straight. Um, is that any cause for concern in this game? You know, I'm just that way about every game. I always try to think of that. And I, and I just said to somebody here in the newsroom, I was like, God, I wish they would have not fired Staley. You know, only because I'm sure he was, an, he, that's a guy who deserves a three-part article about him. Like, that guy just cannot coach. And, uh, and he's out of the building. The only thing about the Chargers is they have a lot of veterans who've been banged up and all. And I don't know, are you putting them out there in these last few weeks in a season like this that they've had? That's the plus there. I don't know, Easton Stick is going to do anything. I hate for the Bills that they're huge favorites in that game. You know what I mean? It's just, you just got to win the game. I don't know what they'll, what they'll play like. It's a short week and traveling out west, but I'm with you, Gene. I'm with you on thinking, I wish they wouldn't have fired the coach, but we'll see. And I think there's a plus of playing the Patriots because they already beat you once. Like, you know they can beat you. Right. They did it. I don't care how they did it. Going into that game, nobody thought the Patriots had a chance. And they ended up not only winning, but controlling the whole game. So it won't take much for the Bills to realize, you know, you play lousy. Anybody can beat you. So I think they'll be alert for these games. But, yeah, sure. Everything worries you at this time of the year. What about the scenarios here, Mike? Because I think if the Dolphins lose one of their next two and the Bills win their next two. You're talking about a game for the division in Week 18. I think that scenario is still Correct, in play. Yeah. There's also a scenario where the Bills maybe don't win the division but end up in the wild card, which means you would need other teams to kind of falter and, and fall here through the course of the final three games. W- which scenario do you think is most likely here when you consider what Miami has on their schedule? Um, so I go back to after the Philly game. Well, before the Philly game, I said the Bills would lose. Soon as it ended, I said, and I wasn't on, I don't think I was on with you guys. I said, well, they're going to beat Kansas City. And if Dallas beats Philly, and I thought they were going to beat the Eagles, then the Bills are going to beat Dallas. And I've been on a little bit of a, a roll with this. And I also <laughs> said, if they beat Dallas, they're going to win out. So I think they're going to win out. I think the Bills are going to win those two, and then they're going to beat Miami in that game. Now, the question is, what's that game mean for Miami? Because if Miami wins the next two, they win the division. And I would say this: if Miami goes and wins the next two, Dallas and Baltimore, just applaud them, congratulate them. They deserve to win. That's a, that's a tough two games yeah. late in the year to go win. I don't think that's going to happen. I guess we'll see. You know, I guess we'll see. It couldn't have worked worse for Dallas or for Miami yesterday with with the game because not only did the Bills beat the Cowboys, they crushed them. So if you're Dallas, like you're licking your wounds and you can't wait to get on the field next week. So. I don't know how that one will play out, and Baltimore needs it to be the one seed. So there's still a lot. Now, I think Baltimore, though, doesn't Baltimore have to go to San Francisco this week yeah. and play out there against a physical team? So it's kind of wild how it sets up. So in my opinion, I think that's a tough two games for, for Miami. I think they split. I think the Bills go there with a chance to win the division. And I tell you, if you're Miami and you're sitting there, you once had a three-game lead, and now you're playing for the division. It's tough. But here's that one other scenario, guys. What if it ends to the end? Miami's going to win the division. And that last game means the Bills getting in the playoffs or not. And could very well mean the Bills going right back to Miami to play the Dolphins. Right. 
How about that scenario, which could happen Ooh. in week 18 so, down in Miami? Yeah, that, that's interesting. it could. Yeah, yeah the Bills got get it as a five seed, right? Yeah, because yeah, Miami could easily be, I mean, they could be a two seed. They could be a three seed. I, you know, I think they still have a shot at a one seed, right? They you do. think, right, with yeah. Baltimore, because they, they play them head-to-head. So maybe the idea that they beat them. So there's a lot of scenarios here. That have it. And we don't know where, if the Bills are making the playoffs, it's kind of crazy. Would they be a seven? Would they be a six? Like, look at how convoluted the whole thing is. So I can't wait to go to Miami for that one. I think one way or the other, unless the Bills choke away one of these next two, which I don't think is going to happen, they're very much alive going to Miami for that last week. Yeah, Mike, since uh, next week is a holiday week, we won't have a chance to talk to you. Um, Belichick's last game, we think, as the Patriots head coach coming into Buffalo. What, what do you? What's next for Belichick? What's next for the Patriots here? Do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely gone. I think that's been the feeling there basically most of the year. I don't know what the Patriots will do. You know, I, I know there's been a lot of talk of Mayo, who's been there, and giving him the opportunity to coach the team. You know. I guess that could be the case. Like they, they got a lot they got to work out there, but they need a change. It's not quite like it's not Andy Reid and the Eagles because they didn't have that success. But man, after a certain amount of time, like it just it just needs to change, and it's ending ugly. It's just the way it is. You know he's going to go on and coach because uh, he wants that record, but that that just needs to change. And honestly, I'll be honest with you, I kind of think it's bad news for the for the Bills and the rest of the division. Because I think he's done winning. He was done winning there. That, the, his style there is not doing anything. They don't have a quarterback. I don't trust him with a young quarterback. So they're going to need to get somebody else in there. And Belichick's going to go on. The, the thought was there's some people that say the Chargers, you know, Mr. L.A. himself, Bill Belichick, yeah. or Washington, one of those teams. Um, that's, it's, it's tough to win a lot of games in Washington. they got to find a quarterback, too. So, um I don't know where he ends up, but you know he's going to be around. Um, you know he's going to be around for a while. I got I, I got you know. There's there's some other places. I got one other one that I've always thought about this, and I know he doesn't have the quarterback, and I know they probably wouldn't do it, but I always think of Green Bay, and the reason is Belichick is such a history, yeah, history guy, and there's no owner with the Packers, and. And this is just me, just off the top of my head. I really think the job he's always wanted is Giants head coach. I really do. Dable's in there, and I don't think he's going anywhere, but I've always thought that he wants to go back. He loves the Giants, that he'd go back to the Giants and be a head coach. But I don't think that's happening now, so, you know, we'll see. But it is kind of fascinating that it'll be the Patriots without Belichick. But I think, yeah, we'll see him in Orchard Park for New Year's Eve, and then and then uh, I think that's the last time we see him in New England. Another question about the AFC East, just given what we've seen, and we know that the injury to Aaron Rodgers derails their season, or at least it's a convenient excuse, and nobody has had their recovery as well-documented as Aaron Rodgers in this Achilles injury. But I imagine we won't see him here down the stretch, especially given the outcome of yesterday's blowout loss to Miami. But what does it mean for the Jets Heading into next season, is it status quo? Do you bring everybody back? Do you, do you say, hey, we just didn't get the opportunity with Rodgers we wanted this season, so let's see what it can look like next season? I mean, that feels like a very fascinating uh, group. of It's a fascinating scenario there that's kind of shaping up in New York as far as what they do for, for next season. 
Yeah, like they've inched ahead of the Sabres now, right? 13 straight years without making the playoffs. Longest stretch in North American sports. Uh, it feels like this would be a one and done with Rod. I mean, you hear him. You think he says he wants to play 10 years, like whatever. I don't think you bring in. I'd fire, fire Robert Sala. I think he's a lousy head coach myself. Not a fan. Not a fan of the way he runs the team. I uh, don't think he's engaged enough. The defense is good, so great. But, you know, I think that I just the way he handled the entire season organization, I think, was bad. But I think of it this way. You're going to get one year of Rodgers, likely, and then you see where it is. Uh, you know, it's almost this thought that he comes back like he's 25, like he's 40 past Achilles, no matter how many stories he wants to tell about coming back. That's a big comeback to come back at that age. And then I think they're starting over again after that. I think that's what ends up happening. So unless Rodgers is really, really good, this, this has gone just terribly for them. So, um, you know, that's, that's the plus in the AFC East. You've got two teams who seem to have their act together, you know, coaches, you know, rosters, quarterbacks. I mean, two has played really well uh, and two that are just a, a loss. I guess, again, if you're a Jets fan, the hope is that Rodgers comes back and he's healthy and he gets everything going. But I don't have that much faith in that, and I do not have that much faith in the head coach. Sounds like uh, we're going to get Drew Locke tonight on Monday Night Football here as uh, Geno Smith reportedly uh, a long shot here. So the question being about the Eagles here, and I'm assuming it's going to be Hurts here, right? Like they're going to win out, correct, Mike? Here, like they're going to be the number one seed, but is that a number one seed that uh, right now is right for the picking here in the NFC? Well, a couple of things. Yeah, I hope Hurts plays, but you never know. I mean, if he's that sick, I'm sure he's going to be out there. I don't know where he's going to be. You know, the Eagles are not afraid to make moves, and they obviously are making one with their defensive coordinator. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I mean, Matt Patricia won him a Super Bowl. Unfortunately for him, he was coaching the Patriots at the time, but he won him a Super Bowl, and now he's going to coach the defense. But I got to tell you, I watched the defense, and I'm like, I don't know what Sean Desai was doing. Like, he's made their own defensive line invisible. I could have warned you about that guy. I I didn't like that hire from the moment it happened. He's a Bears, former Bears. I'm like, he's not good. Well, God, we can't take anybody from the Bears. But he... He, they, they're lost. And I think they're looking at it like, you know what? We're right there. Like somebody was saying, well, you're 10 and three, but I think they're fully aware of how bad the defense has been. I mean, and they should not be that bad. They, they have linebacker issues and they've had injuries in the secondary, but they should have a dominant defensive line. And when their D line now is last in the league in third down sacks, that's crazy. Last year they had a hundred sacks or whatever they had last year. I don't know, 80 sacks, whatever the crazy number was. And this year they can't get to the quarterback. I'm not blaming that all on the coordinator, but it's been bad. So the Hurts thing, like if he plays, look, they need to bounce back. They have gotten smoked back-to-back weeks. The defense has been terrible. The offense has been lost. They need to find something again. I'm glad they made a move. I don't love Matt Patricia. I'm glad they did a move like we're not sitting around waiting for the offseason to see what happens. And by the way, I think if they win out, they don't get the one seed unless San Francisco loses. Because the Niners beat them head to head, so uh, Niners have some tough games. I think they still have Baltimore, but yep. hey, I don't, I don't trust the Eagles right now against anybody. The way they're playing, so they got to go out tonight, find a way to win the game. They get Tommy DeVito and the Giants twice, and they get the Cardinals. But again, if you play lousy, you can lose to anybody. So there, there's no penciling in wins for that team right now. Um, they just have to. 
they got to get it, try to get right tonight and then see what happens the rest of the way. All right, Mike, wanted to ask you about what you got coming up, 13 Wimp Sports, buffaloplus.com. And I know Gino loves needling uh, our guy, Dan Fates, who, you know, has always what? said, what? Why, why run the ball? You don't have to run the no, ball. No, you don't Just have pass to, the yeah. ball. Is, is Dan going to be held accountable for those past statements given the, the performance of James Cook in, in this Dan, Bills offense? He's so good at then moving into the, well, you know, he listens to the old man, right? I've been telling them for the longest time. You need to be able to run the ball. Yeah. Like at times, like you need to be able to do that. And they have, and I'm like, look at all the good teams. They can all run the ball. San Francisco runs it. Dallas can run it. The Eagles can run it. You know, Miami can run it. Like this is what you need to do. And they're not doing it. So that was great. So Dan, you know, he'll, he'll somehow spin it in a Dan way. And he like he's like he did say that he thought this game would be a ground and pound game, and it worked. It just kills him to see this offense. It's funny to me. They have Josh Allen. That's great. Even great quarterbacks have had running games, so you should be able to do it. So that's in the podcast from last night. We're working on something for tomorrow, and then because we're back to practice tomorrow, and then the podcast leading into the Chargers game. So um, we've gotten great response. We're very happy. People know Dan. They know what he says. By the way, Jane, uh, Jenna set it up in, the, in our preview. She was like, it's a James Cook game. They need him. And boom, James Cook comes up with the game of his career. So um, it's been a lot of fun following what's going on. And uh, we'll continue it now. And I'll keep Dan going. Like he's, you know, he's, he's so wor- he's still wor- so worried about his Braves. But, um, you know, he's, we got him going on the run game now. He's, he's, he's back on, on track realizing that that they do need to run it. Well, I, I don't know what, uh, you know, the girls are going to get you for the holidays here, Mike, but you know what I might be getting? There's some Yamamoto there. If he's oh, having boy. dinner with Steve Cohen, you don't go over to the owner's house and then diss him there. So, Mike, 2024, it's going to be a brand new world here in baseball. You know what's good about that? And I'm happy, I'd be happy for your team because when's the last time they spent a lot of money on players and it didn't work out? Right. Never I mean, when the Mets spend money, it always works. Yeah. It just always works. They're just a blessed franchise. It would be it would be a shame if Yamamoto went to the Mets. We wouldn't truly see what he could be as a major league baseball player. Stop. Stop. Well, we would see it. Now we would see it when he goes to, to the another next team when yeah, they have yeah. to dump the contract, you know, how it goes for them. Mike My God. How do you do it, Gene? How? Do you do it? And listen, he like I keep telling it's him, Mike. I'm like, me. Mike, don't, Gene, don't, don't get yourself worked up. Don't do it. Don't allow your. I mean, no, it's a season of optimism, but don't. You know how this goes. Listen, Mike, I want to make an offer to you. Like, if you're down in Long Island sometime and the Mets are in right. town, just take it all in. You can just be neutral as an observer, and then you're going to get swept up in it. We, we're not bitter. We don't hate our own team. It's it's fun. We you know swept up in what. You you took away all my fun last year because you guys just bailed on the season so fast. See, you got your rid fun of everybody. Is making fun of me that in the methods is not fun. It's me. I mean, but you took away our fun because I like seeing you guys play just well enough to make it miserable for you. Happy holidays, Mike. <laughs> Same to you, Gene. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Merry Christmas. Bye, right, fellas. Yep. Hey, there he is. Mike Catalano, 13 Web Sports. Buffaloplus.com uh, loves trolling Gino.
on those New York Mets. You brought it up. I don't, you know, you well, didn't no, have that, to go. That's a fact. Like, Yamamoto. So this is big in in Japanese culture, like, and, and also in China. Like, you want to do business with somebody. You got to get to know the family. You really got to kind of work your way in. The fact that Steve Cohen went to Japan. Now, the fact that Steve Cohen has opened up his home. Like, can you imagine, like, courting an NFL free agent and Terry Pagula is going to invite him into the home? Or it, it'd have to be a very, very big free agent. So I'm just wondering, that would be that would be hurtful if Yamamoto ended up with the Yankees or Phillies or somebody like that after all. Hurtful for you. Hurtful for the Mets. Hurtful for Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen, I, just a little bit of exposure that I've had to him with his online interactions. He's kind of a douche, isn't he? I mean, he's a billionaire owner, he's a, so he's maybe that's alien. redundant. He's, a, he's, but, a, he's an alien, but he's our alien. Yeah, he's your alien. I'm not taking credit for that guy. Uh, great stuff from Catalana. We'll get to Nate Geary, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bills Radio Network. He'll be joining us here just after 4 o'clock. We've got some takes on tap next in the sports bar. Yeah, team. I mean, my gosh, if we were on the other coast, we'd be talking about this as a roadie. And I know we got a lot of people uh, watching online and, and you know listening on the Odyssey app. So just kind of going over, boy, you have Sunday off and Monday is Christmas. If you can do it. Bills Chargers this week, uh, I would make that suggestion. And you're going to disagree with me on this one. There's just there's one thing on television that if I see one more time. Oh, it's it's out there. It's been out there a lot. Oh, a lot. It gets stop. me every time. Yeah, and that's the difference between me just and softy. you. Me and you, because I kind of look at the ad design and everything. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just no, such no. a softy. Uh, I'm, let me give you two stat lines, and you can think about this going into uh, the break here. Uh, player A, you tell me which player you'd prefer. Player A, these are stat lines that represent the second 17 NFL starts of their careers, quarterbacks. Player A, a 64% completion rate with just over 3,000 yards passing, 1,237 yards rushing, 4,307 total yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a passer rating of 92.3. Player B, 61% completion percentage, 3,783 yards passing, 524 yards rushing, 4,341 total yards, 29 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, passer rating of 92.3. All right, so you kind of glazed me over there. So basically you're saying... Like they're yeah, the same. Yeah. Player A and B nearly have the same amount of total yards and an identical passer rating. I'll tell you who player A and player B are when we get to I'll drink to that next on the fan. You're listening to the sports bar with danger in Bataglia on 95, seven oh, yeah. FM and AM nine fifty. The fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 